I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Elizabeth Troutman. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, March 27th. Here are today's headlines. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu agreed to pause a divisive plan to overhaul the country's judicial system until the next parliament session, NBC News reports. The announcement comes after tens of thousands of protesters took to the streets after the prime minister fired his defense minister for opposing the judicial overhaul. That's according to the Associated Press. Now, the Associated Press also reports that protesters in Tel Aviv blocked a main highway and lit large bonfires, while police scuffled with protesters who gathered outside Netanyahu's private home in Jerusalem. According to ABC News, the Netanyahu judicial changes would allow lawmakers at the Knesset, Israel's parliament, to override many decisions made by the country's Supreme Court. It would also give ruling lawmakers more control over appointments to the high court. Opponents of the plan say it amounts to a power grab. Newsweek opinion editor Josh Hammer previously discussed the proposed judicial reforms with The Daily Signal's Tyler O'Neill. Hammer urged Netanyahu to build consensus for fundamental changes and emphasized that America and Israel are both built on strong institutions, on checks and balances, on an independent judiciary. Hammer also told The Daily Signal that Israel's judicial system is fundamentally different from that of the United States, which he called superior. Hammer said, we have very clear rules. So, for example, in the United States, in order to get your day in federal court, you need standing. You need to show that you have an injury, and it is relatable to the harm that the court can redress it. Israel has no concept of standing. Anyone can bring any suit for any reason. Furthermore, there is no written constitution over there. They have basic laws which have achieved quasi-constitutional status. The Biden family is once again taking heat over its business dealings in China. Over the weekend, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson revealed that Chinese-American-owned Cathay Bank disclosed Biden family bank records that match U.S. regulator records, Fox News reports. Let's take a listen to some of Johnson's remarks from his appearance on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures. The only bank records we got, and this is pretty interesting, we got them from Cathay Bank. You know, is that the Chinese uh, Communist Party? Is that a shot across across uh, President Biden's uh, bow saying, listen, this is some of the information we have. Uh, if you don't toe the line, if you don't uh, do uh, things that uh, please us, uh, we're going to even provide even more information. A bank from China, let's face it, uh, the Communist Party controls uh, those types of institutions. They, they willingly gave us the, uh, the documents that backed up the Treasury records. Earlier today, Lee Carter, who is the president of Maslansky and Partners, told Fox News' Maria Bartiromo that when you see this kind of a connection between a sitting president, his son, and the Chinese government, when people just don't trust this and know that it's one of the biggest threats facing us right now, that's a really big issue that needs to be addressed. Patriotism, religious faith, and having children are becoming less important to Americans. That's according to a new Wall Street Journal, North Pole. Less than 40% of respondents said they view patriotism or religion as very important to them. 70% of those surveyed in 1998 said they valued patriotism in this way, and 62% said religion was very important to them. 
the percentage of Americans who highly value having children, community involvement, and hard work has also fallen. Tolerance has decreased in popularity by more than 20% over the past four years. Money was the only priority that has grown more important to Americans since the last survey. A pollster said the differences between the 1998 and 2023 poll results are so dramatic it paints a new and surprising portrait of a changing America. He attributed the change in America's core values to political division, COVID, and the lowest economic confidence in decades. A leaker posted parts of the code behind Twitter's platform online, the New York Times first reported. Twitter had the codes removed on Friday and filed a court order to identify the source of the leak. The leaker posted the programming that powers the Twitter platform and its internal tools to the online software repository GitHub under the handle Free Speech Enthusiast. Twitter filed for a subpoena at the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California in order to compel GitHub to hand over information associated with the leak. Twitter is also requesting the names of those who downloaded the code from the platform. Investigators think the leaker could be one of the 5,500 former employees who left Twitter due to layoffs, firing, or resignation last year after Elon Musk bought the company. Twitter wrote in its filing to the court that the subpoena aims to obtain the identity of an alleged infringer or infringers, and such information will only be used for the purpose of protecting Twitter's rights. The account responsible for the leak was created on January 3rd, meaning the code was online months before its discovery. The Twitter code seems to be the only material the account has posted. Another train carrying hazardous materials derailed over the weekend. The Canadian Pacific train derailed on Sunday evening in a rural town in North Dakota, the Associated Press reports. Fortunately, there have been no reported injuries or fires due to the derailment. Andy Cummings, who is the spokesperson for Canadian Pacific, told the Associated Press that 31 of the 70 cars on the train left the tracks around 11.15 p.m. Sunday, and some of the cars leaked liquid asphalt. But there are no waterways near where the derailment happened, according to the Associated Press. As you'll recall, last month, a cargo train carrying hazardous substances derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. We'll, of course, keep you updated on any more developments relating to the story. Three students and three adults died in a shooting at Nashville Elementary School today, a spokesperson for the Metro Nashville Police Department confirmed to the Tennessean. The police team killed the 28-year-old female shooter. The Covenant School is a private Christian school teaching students up to sixth grade. Rescue crews provided life-saving efforts to those involved, according to a spokesperson with Metro Fire. Crews pulled survivors from the scenes. Parents and students reunited in the sanctuary of Woodmont Baptist Church. A Metro police officer addressed the crowd, saying, I know this is probably the worst day of everyone's lives. I can't tell you how sympathetic we are. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for The Daily Signal interview edition. I'll be sitting down with Victoria Coates. She's a senior research fellow in international affairs and national security here at the Heritage Foundation. And we'll be discussing the protests in Israel and what you need to know about them. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. 
Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.